1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. ESPN analyst Mike Clay joins us to talk some NFL. Mike, great to have you with us here in St. Louis. How are you doing this morning?
0: Hey, guys. Uh, I'm doing good. Looking forward to uh, to the playoffs here. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We don't have, you know, Thursday and Monday night football now, but we get, you know, a full weekend, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday for the first time ever in terms of playoff action. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mike, one of the questions we've been asking our listeners this morning, if you are one of the playoff teams, and you're one of the other 13, what team do you least want to see? What's the team that everybody else doesn't want to play because they're they're sneaky good or they're really good?
0: Ah, oh, man, you know what? Uh, I, I believe the stat is that the, uh, every seven-win team that was at home in the first round of the playoff that got in because they won the division, of course, I believe they won, right? So, I <laughs> mean. Maybe, uh, maybe Washington is the sneaky team at home against the Buccaneers this week. But, um, you know, in, in all seriousness, I think that, uh, you know, looking looking across just the, the wild card teams this weekend, I think it's probably Baltimore, right? I mean, I don't think people realize, because they kind of started slow, that they have the best scoring differential in the NFL. Better than the Chiefs, better than the Packers, than the Bills. The Ravens are number one in that category. So, It was kind of sneaky this year, but they were still one of the best teams in the NFL, and yet you could talk all day about how they beat up on bad teams, but, you know, they don't determine their schedule. The NFL does. All they can do is go out and play games, and they they had some close games. They beat some good teams this year. They obviously crushed some some lesser teams. They did a a number on the the Browns earlier in the season. So um, I still think – quietly.
1: We're losing, uh, we're, we're cutting out here, so we'll get uh, Mike back. But I, I I'm, I think we're both on board with Baltimore being the, the scariest team.
2: Oh, absolutely. If I had to face Baltimore, I would be having nightmares about it right now. They seem like a team that's firing on all cylinders, and they have something to prove, obviously, that they can get it done in the postseason. I would not want to face Baltimore in the way that that team in Lamar Jackson is playing right now.
1: And I think Tampa will beat Washington. I'm not as concerned all right let's go back to Mike all right we've got things settled down your phone was cutting out there a little bit
0: oh all right Uh, I I think I'm good here but I'll do my best hopefully hopefully it holds set for us
2: okay well speaking of doing your best Mike let's talk about what's happening in Philadelphia today a lot of headlines coming out about the Eagles and Doug Peterson and his decision to go with Nate Sudfeld over Jalen Hurts yesterday what was your reaction as you watched that game and that decision go down
0: Well, I mean, actually, I grew up an Eagles fan, so that one was a little closer to my heart than than perhaps some other teams. So, uh, you know, as somebody that has somewhat of an interest uh, in that team, I wanted to see more Jalen Hurts, right? I think that with the Eagles picking sixth overall, with the chance to perhaps move some pieces and move up and and draft a quarterback, uh, I think I wanted to see more of Hurts and see what he can do, especially in a close game. You need to make that decision because, you know, let's just say they go into next season, they have a lot of cap issues, they clear some cap And uh, they have, a, you know, a, a down season, but maybe it's a six-win or a seven-win season. You're not really in position to get a franchise quarterback, and, and if you don't have, if you're not sure if you have a franchise quarterback, you don't have one. So they have to be thinking about that, and you have to decide if you want to give Hurts a season to be the quarterback, or give Wentz another shot, or if you want to draft a, a, one of these top quarterbacks. So I would have liked to see that from a competition standpoint. Uh, You know, that doesn't bother me as much, you know, because a lot of teams did that yesterday. You know, Pittsburgh decided to bench Ben Roethlisberger and put Mason Rudolph in there. We know that they, you know, made the decision to play a lesser quarterback, and it affected the playoff race because they faced Cleveland, and that was the team that was battling still for a playoff spot. And as a result of Cleveland winning, the Dolphins hit the playoffs. So, you know, there wasn't much of an uproar for that, but because that game was on primetime last night, the the, uh, Eagles game, everyone's talking about it. So from that standpoint, it doesn't bother me too much because uh, every team does that. Uh, but, you know, from a the future of the Eagles standpoint, I would have liked to see more Jalen Hurts.
2: And what about Carson Wentz with that future, Mike, as those uh, reports are out there about Doug Peterson and Wentz's relationship that it's fractured beyond repair. Do you see a scenario where both of them are in Philadelphia next season?
0: Uh, I do th- see that scenario. Uh, certainly Carson Wentz's contract uh, gives, gives you some pause about them potentially moving on. It's obviously going to be problematic for term. Uh, but I, don't, I, I think the Eagles should be looking to move on. I'm sure there's teams out there that view Wentz as a potential franchise quarterback or think that he can be a competent quarterback, and, and they should try to move on and get assets back for him. Because, you know, like I said, I, do the Eagles really view Wentz like a player that's going to turn around to a point that he can be a long-term franchise quarterback and take them to a Super Bowl? That's hard to imagine after what we saw this last season. Not to mention that they spent a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts, who, you know, he was imperfect. He outplayed Carson Wentz this season. I think that's fairly obvious. So, like I said, if you're not sure if you have a franchise quarterback, you don't have a franchise quarterback, right? I mean, do you want to be stuck like, a you know, a Cincinnati for a long time or Chicago and be in this quarterback purgatory? No, you don't. You want to find the next superstar quarterback or franchise quarterback and to do that, you're probably going to have to use that early draft pick. So I know a lot of people think that's insane to have when to draft Hurts there, Hurts in round two, and then spend an early first round pick at quarterback. But you hit on that player, whether it's a Burrow or a Justin Herbert or some of that. Uh, level, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that is a game changer for your franchise, and you have to take that chance if you're in that position.
1: ESPN NFL analyst Mike Clay with us on 101 ESPN. Mike, along those lines, with the superstar quarterback in the draft, Bill Belichick is going to be 69 when next season starts. He'll be 69 when the draft hits. It doesn't appear that they're in a position to draft a young quarterback, and it also doesn't appear that Cam Newton is the answer. So what would the answer be for Belichick trying to take one last shot with one last quarterback in New England?
0: Yeah, that's it's a really interesting question. Uh, certainly you would think they would have to try to aggressively trade up uh, to get one. The other option is trying to get one of these decent uh, quarterbacks who could be available. If it's not Cam Newton, maybe you go after Matthew Stafford, right? I mean, I think that uh, they have a lot of cap space. Perhaps they could sign some decent players. They're going to get a lot of uh, players back who opted out. And, and if you get a quarterback like Matthew Stafford who, let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument he's an average quarterback I think that's fair maybe you think he's above maybe a little below whatever but basically an average quarterback you put a good uh, great defense around him We I mean, know Bill Belichick always has great defenses get those pieces back sign some good players have a decent draft and suddenly you're back competing for a wild card uh, if not the division title so uh, I think they're pretty much every team is closer than you realize to competing but certainly that's the case for uh, the Patriots but yeah, to your point, it is going to be hard to trade up and get. They're not getting Trevor Lawrence, right? You know, it's going to be hard to get a superstar, a potential superstar quarterback in the draft. So, going after a player like uh, Matthew Stafford or maybe Matt Ryan, that could be. That's probably your best path for twenty twenty one.
2: Mike, let's stick with Trevor Lawrence. We know that the Jags and Doug Marone have parted ways this morning. Who do you think is going to be Trevor Lawrence's coach heading into the twenty twenty one season?
0: Uh, you know what? I would be completely speculating. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> or who do you think it are? should be? Uh, ah, man, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you're probably looking for, you know, the, a young up-and-comer that you could kind of put with him and they could kind of develop over time. So a play a guy who really impressed me this year was with Carolina. I mean, Carolina was a team on paper that should have been really poor this season. They should have been a two- or three-win team, but they did much better that, than that with Matt Rule and, of course, Joe Brady, uh, who was the offensive coordinator. I mean, uh, they got a lot out of an offense that had a lot. Of Again, they still have a lot of work to do personnel-wise. So Brady got a lot out of that offense. Include, in fact, you know I know this is just fantasy, but I tweeted yesterday they had three top 25 fantasy receivers. Just think about that offensive production to takes to do something like that. So Brady did a really nice job maximizing their personnel and i think that's a name to keep an eye on for sure
1: one other name and ian rapaport of nfl network reported that the jags have shown interest in urban meyer what sort of a match do you think that would be with meyer and lawrence in jacksonville
0: yeah i I think that would be awesome you know i i just think whenever you bring uh not not necessarily a coach that's kind of just bounced around the league and you know he's hatched is a Play caller, a head coach, and it hasn't panned out to so try and find something uh, that's new, innovative, and can kind of change the game. I think at, at least over a short period of time, that could be a, a game changer in the NFL. So I think Meyer would be a really interesting one, but there's lots of competition out there. I mean, lots of, you know, I didn't even mention Kirby Enemy, who is obviously going to be a super high name and has done a terrific job with Patrick Mahomes uh, in Kansas City. So uh, you know, we, we've heard Brian Schottenheimer thrown around as well. Uh, we, we've heard, uh, obviously, lots of names. So there, there's going to be a lot of competition. There's a lot of very uh, – there's a lot of uh, potential coaches with pretty good resumes over the last few seasons, and I'm, I'm really interested to see which route they go. Because I mean, if Lawrence is the real deal, it's going to be a game-changer for that Jags franchise.
2: Mike, who is your NFL MVP this season?
0: All right, finally a layup. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, right? I think, I think it has to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean – uh, he may have just had his uh, career year, right? The best That's crazy to say, but he may have had the best season of his career. What a what a bounce back by him after honestly falling off. I mean, he was playing for a couple of years there like an average quarterback. Then he, they go into this off season, and they didn't really help him out, right? When you go into a draft and you take a backup quarterback, a fullback, a third-string running back, I mean, you're not really giving him a boost uh, in terms of his weapons, and yet he still – turned it around and had nothing short of an elite season. The Packers uh, were a team that I thought may even miss the playoffs. this season. I thought they were a borderline team on paper. And here comes Aaron Rodgers bouncing back in such a great way uh, to get them into the, the one seed in the NF- NFC and certainly a strong contender for the Super Bowl. So I think it has to be Rodgers.
1: Mike, great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy the playoffs. All right. thanks to you. Thanks. Take care.